Jack, what time is it? Bull killing time! What time is it? Bull killing time! I didn't hear you the first two times. What time it's is it? It's bull killing time till the sun goes down! Awesome. All right. Let's go. <laughs> Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. This is episode number 171 with Michael Park. And Michael Park and I have done a little series here. Uh, the first series, episode 169, was on Michael's bow setup. Michael <clears throat> is a friend of mine. He has shot... Uh, 50 elk with his bow and arrow. Uh, the part two series, episode number 170, was finding bulls on public land. And today we're going to talk about uh, part three um, is going to be uh, calling elk. And I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this episode. Uh, before we get to that, I want to thank GoHunt.com for their title sponsorship of this podcast. Also remind you that they're doing a 30-day free trial exclusive for the J. Scott Podcast listeners. All you got to do is go to GoHunt.com forward slash J. Scott. Uh, click on the blue free trial button. Go through the steps. Uh, they will require a credit card, but they won't charge the credit card uh, until uh, after the 30 days. Uh, you can cancel any time uh, within the first 30 days to prevent being charged. If you have any questions at all, you can email freetrial at gohunt.com and someone from the GoHunt team will promptly respond. I also want to let you know that you can take advantage of some promo codes uh, using uh, the J. Scott promo code, uh, PhoneScope, uh, which makes uh, uh, engineered smartphone digiscoping adapters. Go to phonescope.com. Use the J. Scott 16 promo code. Receive a 10% discount on all purchases. Uh, the Outdoorsmans.com uh, is the optics authority. Uh, and they make great tripods and mounting accessories. Uh, uh, you can use the J. Scott promo code on their website and get a 10% discount on all products or call them at 1-800-291-8065. Also, Wilderness Athlete. Go to wildernessathlete.com. Use the J. Scott promo code. That's all one word and receive 10% off uh, any order. Uh, Utah Hydrographics. Uh, they are in the water transfer printing service uh, and they can dip almost anything. Uh, you go to utahydrographics.com and use the J. Scott 16, all one word, J. Scott 16 promo code and get 10% off. Uh, also Western Hunter and Elk Hunter Magazine uh, doing a, a promotion uh, right now. Uh, if you subscribe to the Elk Hunter or Western Hunter magazine, uh, you will get uh, the fall issue that has already been released totally free. They will send it right to your doorstep. Uh, go to westernhunter.net uh, and subscribe and use the plug-in, the J. Scott, all one word, J. Scott uh, promo code, and you'll get a free issue. Uh, guys, let's get right to this episode with Michael Park. I want to thank you guys for your support. If you have any questions, you can email me at jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, also follow on Instagram at jscottoutdoors. You can go to jscottoutdoors.com. Uh, it's a uh, it, the website's being renovated uh, as we speak, but uh, that's kind of the central hub to link out to YouTube and my Facebook and my Instagram. Uh, and, and all the different uh, blogs and such there. So let's get right to this episode with Michael Park. 
Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got Michael Park, good friend of mine. Uh, he's killed 50 elk with a bow and arrow. And we've already had two great episodes, one on bow setup, one on finding bulls on public land and how to hunt them. Uh, Michael has killed a uh, elk in every state except for New Mexico uh, in the western U.S. And um, he's a great wealth of knowledge. I've been fortunate to uh, be with him. The first year I met him in 1996, uh, he had a, a tag in Unit 3C in Arizona. And uh, in 2009, we, uh, the gang got all together again, and we had a great time, and he killed a giant bull uh, that scored 435 inches. Uh, Michael has, is, is a killer and uh, knows a lot about killing elk, and looking forward to talking to him on this episode about calling elk and his strategies that he uses. Um, and I think it's important to note that, uh, you know, these strategies have held up over many, many states. Um, so, Michael, how are you doing? Pretty good, Jay. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, I want to talk specifically about calling and your strategy for calling elk. Um, but first, um, elk cannot be called on public land, right? <laughs> I'm kind of in a feisty mood today. <laughs> oh, boy. If I had a dollar <laughs> for every time I heard that, I could buy a landowner tag in Nevada. <laughs> I want to talk about calling elk. I want to talk about your strategy. Um, there's uh, those out there that are cow callers. There's those out there that are buglers. There's some that do both. Um, and I'm curious to get if you had to categorize your strategy as far as calling, um, what would you categorize yourself as? Um, boy, I do them both. Plus a third thing that, you know, I think gets left out. Everybody's, you know, they're a cow caller, they're a bugler. I'm a big fan of the bugle, and I'm a big fan of raking a tree. Um, you know, more of a, I'm more of a fighter than a lover. Um, okay. And have you found that that strategy works better in certain states than others, or does it always, uh, does the strategy seem to hold up all the way across the West? It, it, it works everywhere. Plain and simple, it works everywhere. I mean, a lot of people say, oh, they just run from a bugle, they just run from a bugle. Well, yeah, if you're following them in the morning and they haven't got to bed, yeah, they just, you think they're running, but they're just going to bed. And a lot of a lot of times people don't realize, you know, they may, from their feed to their bed, they may go two, three, four miles, and you think they're running from you, but they're not. They're just going to bed. You follow those same elk to their beds and let them get settled and uh, get the wind right, and go in there, and I mean, I think you've watched me do it before. I go in and just start stirring up the bee's nest. Um, yeah, I think I can remember a bull uh, particular before you killed your giant in 2009. We kind of dove into a little pocket of elk, and you kind of looked back at me, and you did the old, you know, like wet your finger, and you're like, I'm going to stir it up, you know, signal, and boy, did you ever. You stirred the pot. Yeah, I mean... I like them to get to their beds. Um, I mean, I like to hunt them in the middle of the day type of deal if they're bugling at all because they're not as apt to move. Um, 
everybody thinks the bull is always pushing the cows away, but I always think it's the exact opposite. I think here comes the lazy old bull pulling the cows away more than anything. But if you can get them to the beds and get them comfortable, you can call little bulls in, you can call herd bulls in, you can call them all in. Okay, so how is your strategy? Um, so we're talking primarily about kind of mid-morning, they're in their beds and they're settled and they're just sounding off. What are you going to do? Um, let the thermals get totally turned around, you know, so it's going to be a lot of times not till 11, 11.30 that, you know, I'll try and dive in above them and try and get as tight as I can get before I make, the, you know, the first sound. And a lot of times, um, you know, try and get in tight and start out with just a lone cow call and see how the bull's reaction is to that. And a lot of times they won't do anything. Um, but usually, you know, if they're feisty at all, you can bugle when they're laying in their bed and they'll answer you and, you know, just basically build the tempo up and you'll get them up and out of their beds and um, you can call them right in. Um, I've had so better luck from you know, 11 to 2 than I've had at daylight and dark. So let me um, let me see if I got you straight. So you sneak in, you give them a cow call. A lot of times they don't even respond. Then you'll fire off a bugle, and then you'll judge their level of intensity from that bugle. Right. That's exactly and if what they I'll answer, do. if they hammer right on top of you, then what do you do? Hammer right back. And let's say they hammer right back. What do you do? Same thing, right? You know, try and try and mimic them. Try and step on their toes. Um, and a lot of times it'll take them getting up out of their, you know, usually he'll bugle from his bed and it'll be this weak, half-hearted, you know, reply and hammer him on that. And usually that gets him pretty perturbed, especially if, you know, you're within, you know, if the country's thick enough, if you're within 80 or 100 yards, he's usually going to get up and come because his cows are all laid up, you know, and they're usually fairly spread out. So he's kind of got to put up a fight at that point. And you would like to be how close to the elk, both the cows and the bull, when all this is going on? Um, 78, 80, 90 yards if I can get there. Okay. How do you get there? when they're not really making noise that's kind of the fine line is how do you get in tight to elk that are bedded down and how do you know when you're close enough listen for sticks breaking um usually i've if i've done my job right in the morning i've i've watched them go to, to bed hopefully they've went into a you know not a giant patch of timber and this comes, again, back to the, the country I like to find, hunt. I like to hunt them, you know, in opener country. And if I can watch them go into a patch of trees and get the wind right, I can usually, you know, get above them and sneak right down in on them and hopefully call them up. Okay, so let's say you sneak in there and you cow call and there's no response. You, you bugle and let's say they don't bugle right away and nothing and, but you know they're there, do you continue to pester them, or, or what's your strategy there? Then I get a big stick and start beating on a tree. How exactly How exactly do you think that raking, or how do you rake the most effectively in your mind in that situation? Like, um, like actually, what do you do? Find, you know, basically just pick up a 
pretty good sized solid stick off the ground and find, try and find a deader, you know, a tree that's got some dead limbs so, you know, you can, you know, kind of rub it around in it and break stuff off and, you know, try and agitate the bull that, hey, I'm a bull over here and I'm coming in to steal all your cows from you and that'll usually make him want to fight a little bit. Okay, so will you bugle then as soon as you get done raking, will you bugle or will you bugle right before you rake or what's your normal protocol? Usually after I rake, I'll bugle. And if he fires right up, then do you just go get right back after him? Yep. Or do you go back to raking? No, I'll usually, you know, if he, you know, I'll rake, I'll bugle. If he hammers back on that, I come right back over the top of him um, with some grunts on top of it, you know, to, to show some intensity. And most times, you know, there's usually one more bugle and he's coming. Speaking of bugle, um, I know you and Casey use a different type of bugle than, than a lot of people do. And quite honestly, it's like, I don't even know that it's a secret because a lot of people can't really blow it as good as you guys do. But what are you using that's worked for you for so many years? Um, using a call made by a guy in the Grand Oregon uh, by the name of Dan Clore. It's called, called Deep Timber Sounds. Um, really good call if you can figure out how to blow it. A real tough call to learn how to blow. But um, I think it's one of the things that separates myself from a lot of people. Um, just because the elk don't hear it so much, it's not the type of call. Um, you know, it sounds real elky. You can really get on it. You can really crank on it and, uh, you know, match intensity to intensity with elk with it. And chuckle pretty darn good on it too. Yep. Okay. So I like that strategy. Um, I totally agree with you on the raking aspect of it. And it's amazing how you can really turn elk on by raking, even if you never even bugled. Absolutely. I've called them in or raked them in by just, um, my buddy Giannis was down in Arizona with me and he loves to rake. And I mean, he will literally annihilate like a whole dead juniper tree. Like he'll be, just watch this and he'll just be you know, breaking every limb and stamping on them with his feet and just making as much racket as he can. Um, do you find that really aggressive raking works best or just kind of medium letting them know you're there and, and kind of up and down on a branch? No, I, I have a feeling you'd find me and Giannis are, you know, kind of the same on this. I, I beat things up. I throw rocks. You know, I stomp my boots and, you know, make as much noise as you can because if you've ever been in tight on a bull when he really gets after a tree holy smokes it sounds like lumber's flying so you know don't be afraid to make a little noise yeah and okay so we've heard your bugling strategy um i want to talk about a location strategy as far as trolling either in the mornings or in the early afternoons when nothing's really shaking, you're walking down a ridge, what is your standard protocol for um, just locating elk? Um, if I'm on a hunter ridge and it's timbered up to where I can't use my eyeballs much, um, I'm going to start with a, usually a single cow call and then a couple more. And that's just in case there's a bull close by and I, you know, Maybe he's a lover and not a fighter, and, you know, maybe he's just going to come running up to something soft like that. And then it'll be just a nice, pretty, what I'd call a pretty bugle, you know, just 
you know, I think everybody has a termination or a location bugle or something like that. And just a nice, clean bugle with not a bunch of grunts on it and see if you get an answer. And a lot of times, you know, the bulls will answer you just kind of, me too, hey, I'm over here. And, you know, then you, you can cook up a strategy from that, from what he's doing. You can gauge him, you know, his temperament and go from there. But, you know, subtle cow calls, you know, what I think everybody would call a contact type of a bugle um, if I'm just covering country trying to get a response. And three bulls answer, and one's over there chuckling like an ape, and one's over there pretty bugling, and one sounds like a dink. What do you do? What what, what are you going to do there? Um, depends on what kind of bull I'm hunting. <laughs> if I'm looking for any bull, I'll look at, you know, which, which way is the wind blowing, which one is the best approach, how can I approach all three of them. If I booger up the first one, I can roll into the second one without, you know, boogering him up before I've screwed up the first one, you know, just to try and get opportunity out of all three of them. If you're just hunting bulls, um, if not, try and somehow lay eyes on them so you can plan your attack. So in other words, if the wind is in your face and you hear one, two, three, you're going to take the approach if you're just trying to kill a bull. Let's work the first one, then we'll go work the second one, then we'll go over and mess with the third one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, three times the opportunity after of versus going after one just the one of them. I mean, if you're new at the game and you're happy with any bull, line them up and go from one to the next to the next. Okay, with your strategy of bugling um, and being a good bugler like you are, what about the thought you've heard it on public land a lot? where guys are just not really good buglers, do you think if you're not, if you don't sound realistic, do you think that that can actually work against you? And would you uh, tell people to use more of the cow calling if their bugle is just not very good? Or would you say stick with the bugle? I'd say practice more. <laughs> um and it depends i mean i've heard some bulls you get later into the september you know around the 20th by then their voices are are blown out and um i was listening actually to one of your last podcasts and they had a bull there were describing what he was doing and i'm thinking well it's the 21st or 2nd of september his voice is rough like that because he's been bugling for three weeks already um so i'd say practice um, and if you're still gagging and choking, cow call, um, and then raking a tree. I mean, you can make your bull sounds by just raking a tree and, and drive them completely insane at times. I think too, you know, sometimes when you rake a tree and don't even bugle, they're so curious to know who's got the audacity to be over there raking a tree and then not give me the pleasure of bugling. They almost come just because they're like, why isn't that bull bugling? He's over there showing, you know, trying to assert some dominance by, you know, saying I'm over here raking, but he's silent. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty deadly. Have you seen big bulls and little bulls rake trees yourself? Yeah. Little bulls, so, three, four pointers, I've seen them do it. Um, clear up to that giant one I shot. I mean, the day before I killed him, he was tearing a tree up, and if he would have just backed out of the tree i could have killed him the day before seems like it was about 21 yards and i was watching through the binoculars just just because i couldn't i was completely helpless on the other side of the ridge watching all this go down thinking 
you're going to kill this bullet. You know, I'm sitting there. I got you and him and the binos, and he's just raking a tree. And I think, oh, as soon as he makes one step, Mike, Michael's going to kill him. And then the next thing, obviously, the bull winded you. Um, but it, it's just crazy to think that, you know, a bull like that, um, you know, everyone thinks, well, what did he do different? Well, what? He's just a bull elk. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're a five point or a giant, they're still elk and they're still going to act like elk, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about cow calling. Um, and do you like a mouth call? Do you like an external, like a, you know, an external bite and blow type call? Um, and also your, what is it? Deep timber sounds. You can cow call on it as well. Yeah. Um, for the most of my cow calling, I like diaphragms and specifically I'm using, um, one of Rocky Jacobson's, I think it's, a yellow mellow mama or something like that and i think the last time i was in arizona you gave me a baggie full of steve chapel's calls and i've actually weeded a couple out of there and that have worked really good and they haven't wore out yet so i've been using those and then uh i pack around what is it a carlton fighting cow call i mean what we call a duck call um i don't have a lot of faith in it but i've seen times where for some reason that you know seems to be what they're biting on that day and you know it excites excites a bull on some certain day so i pack that around and then you know i can also cow call on my bugle some and it's a another different sound um so i pack that around with me all the time and not afraid to use the three of them but um my preference is a diaphragm i think it sounds the best yeah and you are good with all of them um i haven't heard you use the duck call much though no it's it's not my favorite (laughs) if i pull the duck call out i'm desperate (laughs) <laughs> I, I think I can't you, get um, him to bite on anything but so then i'll try it i think there was a point when i called the bull in with the duck call and you kind of looked back and said i didn't think that actually worked <laughs> well i'd heard about it but i'd never seen it until that point and it's like okay i'm not too proud to say I'd, you know i better get one of those <laughs> i better get one of those that's awesome that's fun. Well, this has uh, been good talking about Colin Elk. Um, I want to talk to you on the next episode about uh, shot execution under pressure. Um, but it's, it's as always, great to talk to you, get, great to kind of get into the mind of someone that's killed 50 elk with a bow. And um, hopefully this year will be number 51. It'll be an Oregon bull and maybe Idaho if you're fortunate to get over there and hunt, hunt as well. Um, but thanks for coming on, and I'll look forward to talking in the next episode about uh, shot execution. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, bud. <coughs> <coughs>